Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. And this week, we are going to our second half of the interview with Dr. Uh, Jerome Corsi and talking about global warming. He's got a book called The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change. Exposing Climate Lies in an Age of Disinformation. We started last week. He he digs in deep, and he, he's told me some things I've never heard before about the Earth's orbit. And we're going to jump right in uh, the second half of the interview here in just a, a couple minutes. Uh, but before we get to that, let me also remind you <laughs> there are primary elections going on. People getting involved for the general election where primaries already already been won. Look for the freedom-loving, liberty-loving candidates. Folks, our country is in a mess. We are in such a mess. And uh, what happened? Uh, what's happening with the economy? Well, <laughs> inflation's crazy. Gas prices crazy. And what's even more crazy is West Virginia's Democrat Senator Joe Manchin, who's put a stop on a lot of the woke stuff, has gone woke on us. Joe Manchin has gone woke. What are the people in West Virginia thinking? What are they thinking? What kind of idiot we put in there in the Senate to represent the West Virginia? <laughs> all our listeners in West Virginia, please contact Joe Manchin. Oh my goodness, he's gone woke on us, and and the bill is is called it's called the reduction of inflammation in the. Reduction of Inflation Act of 2022. It, well, let me uh, play this clip. We played a clip last week from a Congresswoman um, Harold uh, from New Mexico. Uh, and uh, let me play another clip of that because it's talking about Joe Manchin. This is off Newsmax. Take a listen to this. You mentioned a piece of legislation, the Inflation Reduction Act, which has now garnered the support of Senator Manchin. It's a $739 billion, again, uh, uh, reconciliation bill, I should say, here. Um, and here it is from NBC News and others that Senator Manchin striking a deal with, Schum with Schumer on climate taxes and health care. Again, there is a lot to break down within this bill, but I would point out that a lot of it has to do with clean energy and carbon emissions decreasing by 2030, something that, again, Senator Manchin in the past has been again saying this is not the time for it. I asked this earlier of a different Congress member. What do you think happened behind closed doors with Schumer and Manchin? Why would he have changed his tune? 
Yeah, and who could know what the conversation was? But again, the American people, I mean, this inflation is a tax on every single American. And to continue this overspending, especially when we're not prioritizing American Americans' priorities, you know, jobs, the economy, you know, securing the border, doing things that actually help our families, our children, you know, bolstering our own communities in terms of con economic development and growth. And it is kind of puzzling to find out what might have happened. And every time they spin like this in Washington, it's just just more inflationary spending, it's going to cost every single taxpayer more. And these interest rates, everybody will be touched by that because this is the businesses that are going to have to pass these costs on to their consumers. I mean, it just never stops. And we need to do better for the American people and help make their dollars stretch further. But I would love to have been in that room to hear what they talked about because it is puzzling to me that suddenly there was such a change of heart. I'm trying desperately to find out anyone that may have heard something behind closed doors because, again, he was a no on all the climate initiative spending in it. That hasn't changed. That's in there. Um, it, it is ironic, some would say, that this is called the Inflation Reduction Act. Congresswoman, this would have to pass through you. You would get a vote. I'm assuming it's a no based on this conversation. Do you think this act would reduce inflation? No, I absolutely do not. I think it would actually add to the problems that American people are already facing. And when we see the interest rates going up again today, we now know we're in a recession. We know this out of control spending in Washington is helping to drive up the inflation numbers. This is not going to help the American people. We need to be serious about how to bolster our economy, get people back to work off the couch and get our GDP up. We need to be unleashing American energy. There are so many things this administration could be focusing on, but refuse to do so. So these backdoor deals are only on the backs of taxpayer dollars and taxpayers. It's going to increase the cost of living, unfortunately. Well, Joe Manchin, I thought he was smarter than most Democrats. I thought he knew when you raise taxes on corporations, raise taxes on businesses, they don't pay, pay the taxes. Of course, they have to pay it, but they have to pass that on to their customers. This is crazy. This is insane that we got logical people who, who should have some kind of rudimentary math skills that say if they think if you raise taxes on corporations, they pay the taxes and they'll help inflation go down. What happens? Their corporations must raise their fees, their prices of the products they make, make or the, uh, the services they provide. They have to raise the price. What do the consumers do? They have to pay a higher price. My question is, when you increase what consumers have to pay, that means prices are going up, does that help bring down or reduce in inflation? Of course not. Of course not. And it's just, it's almost unbelievable that these politicians think Americans are so stupid. When they say we're going to reduce inflation by raising taxes, they're saying you're so stupid you're going to believe what I said. And there's a lot of Americans obviously are pretty stupid to keep electing some of these sons of a guns and and uh, my goodness. And then it's, uh, 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 I said sons of guns, the daughters of guns too, because it's the, the whole Democratic Party there's 50 in the Senate, and to break a tie, the vice president has to vote. They have to get all 50 votes. Joe Manchin was ha saying he wasn't going to go woke, and 
He knew that we didn't need to raise taxes during uh, a near recession. Well, we're in a recession now. Unless you're in the government, then they changed the definition because the Democrats are in control of the government now. So they had to change the definition. All my life, it's been two uh, quarters, back-to-back quarters. You have two quarters, and the economic uh, GDP goes down. And when that happens, it's a recession. But no longer, because Joe Biden is president. They changed the definition. How about that? How about that? Well, we are in a recession. If you like it or not, the technical reason to call it a recession, we're in it. And what, what is, what's happening? Well, we're in a recession. Inflation is going up. We got stagflation going on. And now we got Joe Manchin who is refusing to hold a line. And it looks like the American people are going to have higher inflation. It's, it may be coming down because what happens when you have a cruel recession, economic activity slows down, inflation goes down because people don't have the money to buy things and they lose jobs. And I hope we don't go to that, but I mean the Democrats are pouring gasoline on the inflation fire. And and that goes into what what's happening. A lot of this is for the global warming climate change agenda. So <laughs> Saying that, set up. Let's go right into the second half of our show with author Dr. Jerome Corsi. And as we were in ending up last week's uh, part of the interview, we talked to Dr. Corsi about uh, he was talking about the elliptical part of the Earth as it rotates around the Sun, and and sometimes it's more like a circle, and then sometimes it gets more egg-shaped, elliptical. And we're talking about what that meant to ice ages. So let's jump right in as we're talking about that. If you didn't listen to last week's show, go back and listen to it. Great information from Dr. Corsi. We'll jump right in from last week's, where we ended up last week. Okay, and the ice ages, as I point out in the book, have a cycle of about 100,000 years. And in between the ice ages are these warming periods. Now, that relates to what's called the Milankovitch cycles. A scientist named Milankovitch figured out that the Earth goes around this in an elliptical orbit, like egg. Okay. Elliptical. Not yeah. round. But sometimes, but it changes all the time. So sometimes the Earth's orbit gets more circular, and sometimes it's more like an egg. It's more elliptical. Now, when it's more elliptical, we're farther away from the sun Stream. And that coincides, can be correlated with the occurrence of the Ice Ages. Okay, the Ice Ages, the, the big secret here, the, the news flash to the left is sun heats the earth. Go outside. <laughs> okay. go, go outside. Sun yeah. heats the earth. Yeah. The reason you're seeing lots, the reason you feel warm is the sun. It's got infrared radiation, which makes you feel warm. Okay, so. The biggest driver of Earth's temperature is the sun. When we are farther away from the sun because changes in our orbit, that's when ice ages occur. When the Earth is, when the sun is less active, less sunspot activity, that's when we have more ice on the Earth. It also coincides with ice ages. It reinforces the orbital variation. When the Earth is less active, it's cold. 
the Earth is more active, it's warm. Okay, because the Earth is throwing out more uh, total sun irradiance. It's, it's blasting more onto the Earth. Right. Now, Dr. Corsi, so, that you're saying that, let me ask you, because what you just said, I don't think 99% of Americans know or ever heard about the uh, elliptical, you know, more like an egg shape at times and then more round. So how many years, I mean, we're talking about thousands of years between the elliptical or does this happen every 10 years where it gets more elliptical? No, the, it would take 100,000 years for this cycle to complete. I mean, this, okay. the Earth, it starts out, just take any point, the Earth starts as a circular orbit. Then it increasingly, it starts moving farther from uh, the sun on an extreme. Okay, and then it gets to the very edge of where it's going to go, which is very elliptical, really stretched out egg. That's when the ice ages occur. Once it reaches that, it starts moving back in. It's a cycle, out and in. And by the way, every part of the Earth movement is changing. Our axis rotates. Okay, so that again produces climate changes. The reason Earth has climate at all is because our axis of rotation is at an angle to the elliptical we go around. We're going around with our we're going around the sun with our axis pointed about 10 degrees one way or the other. Okay. It's not not straight up. Well, we've got seasons. And then these changes vary on they I discuss them in the book, but they're intricate. They're, this is a moving, changing system in which the sun also plays probably a dominant role in Earth's temperature. It's the major driver of heat. It's the major driver of weather. And the sun fluctuates. Right now, we're going into sun cycle 25. And uh, I quote the research here from these Russian scientists. Okay, so they've looked at the sun and how it uh, fluctuates, especially with sunspots, going over the past 420,000 years, they have data, and they've coordinated some of the massive minimums. Okay, let me just read you part here. The, okay, this, yeah. This, Russian, this Russian's analysis that the sun heats the earth as the primary cause of global warming and global cooling supports Edward Maunder's work he was working at the Greenwich in England, Greenwich Royal Observatory, and Maunder documented the decline in sunspot activity between 1615 and 1715. And he found that in one 30-year period, only 50 sunspots were observed and documented instead of the usual 40 to 50,000 sunspots typically recorded. The sun's inactive period, which is known now today as the Maunder minimum, coincided with the little ice age that lasted from about 1300 to 1850. So what this Russian scientist did, his name is Abdus Amatov, A-B-D-U-S-S-A-M-A-T-O-V. I read about him in the book. Okay. His independent research correlated that the onset and the passing of this little ice age was co coincided with the increase and decrease of the total sun irradiation as measured by the sunspot activity, which documents that for this 
minimum in, on Earth when we had a little ice age, which is not the ice age produced by the big elliptical changes, just happened in the middle yeah. of one of these periods. It, we the sun got less hot, burned less, went to an inactive period, and as such, we had a little ice age. Okay, the these Milankovitch cycles tend to produce big ice ages. The ice ages are here for hundreds of thousands of years before they go away, before the Earth is truly back in a more circular orbit. We get more sun because we're closer to the Earth all year round, not just you know in the summer. So these changes are the, these are fundamental to how Earth works. Okay, it's not carbon dioxide, which is a minimum. And I can also demonstrate, I do in the book, that carbon dioxide for these ice ages, which has been studied, did not cause the ice ages to go away. Carbon dioxide in geological time increased when the Earth got warmer. Okay. If you think about it, that makes sense because there's more going on in the Earth releasing carbon dioxide, and you know, humans release carbon dioxide. There's a lot of things that put, put carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. But as the Earth gets greener in these warm periods of time, the Earth, to get green, needs more carbon dioxide. Yeah. And so okay. yeah. it, it also, that also generates more oxygen. So, you know, you've got a natural cycle here, but carbon dioxide compared to the sun, carbon dioxide is playing a, a minimal. It's hardly even worth considering. Very little to do. Carbon dioxide has very little to do with the warming of the earth, it sounds like. So uh, let me interrupt you real quick and remind our listeners, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're talking to Dr. Jerome Corsi. And he's got a new book. It's called The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change, Exposing Climate Lies in an Age of Disinformation. We do have a link right there on our front page about this show and a link to you can go look at that book more. And I hope you'll get one because everybody needs to have copies of this book. they got the information that you can tell others and your liberal friends, your progressive friend, your socialist who thinks the world is going to be ended in 10 years unless we just uh, drastically shut down every kind of industrial uh, plant there is you remind i'll remind you that we've had on shows before uh, we've talked about everything was shut down in 2020 with covid around the world the entire globe just about shut down all the major industries and it didn't do a doggone thing and the media is not letting you know that. It didn't affect anything by shutting down the whole planet for uh, when COVID hit. So, uh, and we also got a book out here. Dr. Corsi talked about his. Ours is called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book by going to www.docholiday.org. Love to get your book out to you. Just uh, uh, that book and others. If you want to purchase that, we can get that book out to you. And... <laughs> Uh, Dr. Corsi, we're going to get back to you. And uh, you were just talking about how carbon dioxide is just minuscule. Uh, and it doesn't cause the warming of the earth. So uh, continue on. But when we're talking about, uh, 
Dr. Corsian, I know we need to move on to some other subjects in your book, but real quick, and I've heard this, and I don't know if you have anything in your book about it. We do all this work to stop carbon dioxide, and then if we had one or two big volcanoes that blow up, it spews out more carbon dioxide than all the man's uh, industrial complex. Is, is that correct, or do you have anything about that? No, that's correct. I mean, I, I discussed that at great length in the book, because see, you've got to understand that well, good. Before before human beings were here, we went through five extinctions, hmm. massive okay. extinctions. It was more than 80% of everything living on the surface of Earth died. Okay, now take the dinosaurs dying. Mm-hmm. So the dinosaurs died. We now know there was a, a huge asteroid, uh, the Chicxulub, which we hit in the Yucatan in Mexico right. 65 million years ago. It caused a tsunami all the way up to North Dakota. Well, yeah. Okay. Hard to believe, it, it, but I mean, that, that's what I've read. About it, it, it's been documented. You can see Discovery Channel right now. They're finding they're North Dakota. They're finding the strata that occurred in, in Earth's, you know, strata, Earth layers uh-huh. that was coincident with the day the the tsunami hit, the, the asteroid hit, and they find fish up there that weren't. <laughs> you know, from the Yucatan, yeah. had wood going through them. I mean, these fish were, you know, killed by the tsunami and by the by the asteroid hitting. And it can be proven that way. So that's one thing. And then at the same time, we had hundreds of thousands of years of volcanic activity going on in India, which threw not only carbon dioxide, it threw sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere, which is very lethal. And that blocked out photogenesis. There was no photo, I'm saying photosynthesis. Yeah. So you know the the dinosaurs didn't have any. First of all, they're jolted by this huge comet. They're swept away in a, in a tsunami, and now the air is all dark, and they can't have anything to eat. The dinosaurs largely ate on vegetation. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, another thing I discussed in the book, I I dispel a lot of these myths you've been told. You know, we've been told that the Earth, that all the the continents were one time together that they broke up and split apart that's how we have plate tectonics okay that's continental drift it's a big theory today it stems back to the 1800s i don't know if you're aware of it but they talk about the continents drifting well if you look at a map if you look at a map south america and africa fit together right yeah uh, we've seen that and i've talked about it on the show (laughs) yeah yeah they all fit together so there was some reason they were all together at one point. Well, the predominant theory today is they were all together in one big continent, which they called Pangea, and it was surrounded by all the oceans and the other part, which is Panthalassa, which is the Greek word for all the oceans and all the continents were together. Now, I say that's nonsense because it wouldn't, the earth wouldn't spin correctly. Okay. Because the the water has a lot less mass than the earth. The water have a lot more of the earth that's occupied this thing it, its axis of mass is not coincident with its axis of axis of rotation it's been out that's not how it happened okay there's another theory which was proposed by one of the australians called the expanding earth theory which i think is true which is that the earth expanded so at the time of the dinosaurs let's say the earth popped from the t- size of a tennis ball uh-huh the size of a grapefruit, and all the fuzzy parts ended up being the continents. Now, if that Earth expansion occurred, Earth had more mass 
and more gravity. So I think the dinosaurs also died because they were too big structurally to survive in a higher gravitational field. Okay. With these big uh, dinosaurs yeah. with these. I've never heard that theory before, but I. Well, yeah. that's that's out there. I quote the science. There's scientists who are maintaining this today, and I think yep. they're correct. Okay. So now you put all that together for what what a real massive, you know, climate change looks mm-hmm. like. Okay. Right. So you got a huge comet hitting, you got volcanic activity, and the Earth is expanding. Okay. Well. That's what causes dinosaurs to be extinguished, not more carbon dioxide in the air. And in these Earth periods, when the dinosaurs were around, there was much more carbon dioxide than there is today. And by the way, human beings weren't here. The Earth is a massively changing place, and we had nothing to do with it. As far as the Earth is concerned, we're just the latest creatures walking around on the surface of the Earth. We, we just got here recently. Dinosaurs were here for 100 million years. We've only been here. 10 million years, as far as Earth concerned, we don't even have a calling card yet. Let's we see, just got here. And saying that, what's important, and that's, what, of course, the reason we're talking to you, is so many decisions are being made politically and, and forced on people. And, and, we, and this ESG, we're forcing things on third world countries, not giving them a chance to grow. Um, so where does your book lead us to, to be able to, speak out and and if we can because you know if you try to speak out against climate change and if you're on facebook or youtube or something you get shut down almost so uh how does your book use leverage of information and knowledge that uh people can use american citizens can use to help uh influence elections and elect people who who uh follow the facts and not the myths it's got lots of data in here where you can argue about carbon dioxide and show all the Earth's changes that had nothing to do with carbon dioxide in Earth's history. And okay. secondly, I end the book by showing you, I write a, a chapter on that these renewable fuels don't really work on mm. a big enough scale. In other words, you can, put a, you can put a solar panel on your roof and maybe get some electricity, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't power a major city with solar or wind. We'd have to take, you know, the whole, you'd have to take a major portion of the West to provide electricity by sun panels to, to LA and it wouldn't work. Okay. They're also inefficient. Hydrocarbon fuels, which I maintain are not fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. I have a whole chapter in here showing you how the earth creates hydrocarbons. They were never <clears throat> created by dying dinosaurs or dying plankton or dying bacteria. They're not our oil, coal, oil, and and natural gas are not created from dead organisms. It's impossible. Show you the equations which explain how they are created naturally by the earth on an ongoing basis. And I'm glad you got that in the book because, I mean, that's, again, we've all been led to believe it's a bunch of dead dinosaurs, what we're, we're going to run out of that. So I'm well, g- glad that's in your book. Gasoline is not dinosaur soup. Okay. <laughs> it's not. Okay. It's not, you know, we bury a lot of people. People die. They decompose. I had a, had a cat when I was a kid. Yeah. It got run over by a car. I buried it Yeah. in the backyard. Okay. Dug it up a little bit later. There was no oil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we, right. we bury people because they're decomposing. They stink. And yeah. so we bury them and uh, we don't you know, dig them up 
I don't, I can't recall a single instance where a human being was dug up and instead of ashes in the in the coffin there was oil. Yeah. Okay. Right. Or or even if they're just burying the ground, there's no oil. Okay. They decompose the constituent chemicals. It's the second law of thermodynamics. It's entropy. The energy reduces when there's life no longer in the thing. Okay. And I show you the equations. The Germans in the Weimar Republic figured out the the chemicals to synthesize oil. And you can make oil and natural gas, all the other components in laboratories or factories. It's been done, the Fischer-Tropsch process. I discuss it at length. And the inner earth produces oil, natural gas. I show it. But I also spend the last part of the book showing you how the electric vehicles don't work. Okay. You know, okay. first of all, you got to have with hydrocarbon fuels, you combust it and it's got a bigger energy factor. It's more energy is released. With wind and solar, you, it's electricity. You've got to store it. So I was already lost in storing. Then you've got to use a battery. Well, the batteries in cars are often lithium and other rare minerals that are very, you know, polluting to, to the earth to go dig up. And what are you going to do with all these batteries when they're no good anymore? You can't throw them away. Okay, so the, the power factor for the electric vehicles you make an electric vehicle run as fast as a, as a car does, but you've got to recharge it. And when you recharge it, full recharge could take up to four hours. Okay, so now people are finding they're spending a lot, there's not enough charging stations, and people are finding they're spending a lot of time recharging a vehicle. So right. you take people who are now paying $5 gasoline and inflation and are suffering, can't make the rent, can't pay, can't feed the kids, and you're saying, buy a $60,000 car to save the earth. And, you know, yeah. why don't we solve the problem and go back to where President Trump was, which is we have abundant, cheap, natural hydrocarbon fuels, gas, coal, the group that said we were running out of fuel, they're gone. We didn't, we didn't run out of energy. Peak oil did not happen. Right. We still have more than we ever had, more than we'll ever use. And we can go back to doing that if we just let the economy function to produce the hydrocarbons we can function it's going to be a very cold winter in in europe this year and and we're facing i think we're going to look back and think five dollars a gallon was cheap where yeah. we're headed right now could be ten dollars a gallon what are you going to do what are you going to do then right you know what and I mean? then, uh, we we got um uh i know we got about a minute left a little over a minute but i uh, you talking about the the electric cars and i i, I know there was our government the Biden administration's trying to help the farmers and make electric tractors and all these combines. And, and when they have to, you know, talk about they'll, they'll get their fuel trucks in there because they got to go 24 hours a day when they're harvesting, you know, now that's not going to work. Well, John Deere spent all his money making electric tractors. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Not only is it not going to work, but again, I read a chapter about Obama. He tried this with his, his green new deal program. Obama spent billions of dollars and all the remember Solyndra, the big right. solar pan, it went, they all went bankrupt. If right. you don't subsidize government on wind and, 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 and solar, once the subsidies stop, it's like ethanol. Once the subsidies stop, ethanol will wreck your car. You know, people don't really want ethanol in the car. So we're going to have junkyards filled with wind turbines and solar power because they are not nearly as efficient as hydrocarbon fuels and the carbon car carbon fuels. If we would just allow the 
free enterprise system to work would be abundant and cheap. And we can and, get and there that, again. Of course, yep. Uh, I, I'm sorry, we got to finish up right there. That was a great way to end up. Thank you. I'm going to tell everybody to, you know, I'll tell everybody a, the book and I'll give them the link to go get that. Thank, Thank you, you, Dr. Corsi. Any last word? No, just the title of the book is The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change. Well, thank you, Dr. Corsi, for giving us a lot of information, some I've not heard before, and we got so much in your book. And if you want that book that Dr. Corsi has just uh, put out, you can. Uh, we got a link to it right there on the front page of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Hey, glad to have each and one of you here. And we will talk more about this very important midterm election year next week. God bless you. See you then. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.